Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, what's up? This is Alternative Facts for the Week. My name's Chris Payne. I'm your host, as always, uh, joined by a co-host for this episode. You're about to hear me with uh, Taylor Weatherby, one of my friends from around the office. Might remember her from the all-time low episode. Anyway, we've got another fun guest, kind of in that same vein. I think that's why Taylor wanted to hop on the show this week. All-American Rejects, Tyson Ritter, frontman, bassist frontman. I love bassist frontman. They're so cool. He stopped by the Billboard office and talk to us about new shit that all American rejects have in the works. He was very open with us. He's not exactly sure even what's happening with this band's going forward. This is their last album and their record deal. They're doing it super different, sharing songs in a weird way they haven't done before. But uh, he's got some stuff to say, and he's also absurdly funny. And uh, I laughed through a lot of this interview, and uh, there's a lot to share. So I'm just going to stop talking and let you go with this. So here it is. Tyson Ritter from All American Rejects. We're live in the Billboard studio here with Tyson Ritter from All American Rejects. What's up? Hey, how's it going? So tell us what brings you to New York. Uh, I'm here doing a little bit of promo for our new uh, EP, Sweat. So they got me doing the hustle, and I'm hustling, break. hustling. Got a little fashion show, a little fashion, uh, fashion week. It's fashion week Benny. woven into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell us about, tell us about fashion week. Um, tell us about the fashion. Uh, what do you want me to tell you about? Look at, look at these clothes. <laughs> I'm wearing some couture right now. All right, we can get away with anything because nobody can see me. So what have the festivities for that you've partaken in for Fashion Week? I just week? got here. Um, word on the street is the threads are out in New York City. <laughs> I don't know. It's always the same to me. I've done a couple Fashion Weeks before. It's just kind of bunch of bunch of snooty people, t- you know, sniffing each other's farts. Have you been? <laughs> have you been walking? Have you just been hanging out? Just and stuff, hanging getting out, getting free shit. Like what? What's I, I, I did a campaign with um, this girl Nina Ogdahl for this company called Boot uh, Thursday Boots, and so we were doing like a morning show thing and hosting a party tonight with her and Rosario Dawson, which I'm excited to mm-hmm. meet Rosario Dawson because I always had a thing for her since Sin City, so 
Anyway, do you guys have any opinions about anything? (laughs) My my, my fashion input right now is you're talking about my Minnesota North Stars t shirt. Yeah, my thrift store find. Yeah, eBay. My my fashion input for now is just uh, late 80s hockey. So that's all I really have. Taylor, I don't know if you have anything fashion. I don't don't know fashion. Fashion, I love Forever 21. That's all I know. (laughs) You're wearing clothes. You did good. (laughs) It's it's HM, so you know. Cheating. Hey, mine's thrift store. And hand me down jeans. I'm thrift store, and these are a pair of four year old jeans. There you go. I'm pretty excited about the fact that. I am a lazy fashion man. Fit right into New York Fashion Week. That's right. <laughs> so for all American Rejects World, you got the sweat. Oh, music, yes. Music. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's music happening. Your side project. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sweat. That's the the new thing we're doing right now. And I've heard there's more songs out there, more songs recorded, album on the way. There's more songs recorded, album in the making. Um. I think it's just uh, right now we're kind of all getting together for the first time in a while, like touring, and uh, yeah, sort of just playing playing some tunes for the crowd that haven't been played before, so it's nice. Mm. When you guys started writing for this new stuff, did you have any kind of like trouble getting back into it, or did it feel like no. you picked up right where you left off? No, it, it, writing music's always, I, I don't know, I feel like it's always there for me, and uh, it was just about you know we toured so crazy doing um you know i started when i was 17 and i don't feel like we got off the road till i was 27 so i think nick and i my partner in the band we just decided we needed to take a break we hadn't done anything but tour for our entire adult lives so i think getting off the road he moved to nashville to to write songs and i stayed in la so geographically that separation made me have to approach writing differently because he wasn't there to bounce ideas off of. So um, with Sweat, I went in and wrote with this writer named Ido, and it was a really nerve-wracking experience. I've never really gotten naked with somebody and walked in a room and said, cool, let's go, let's emotionally bone. So yeah, I think getting, you know, waiting the five years and getting back to, uh, getting back to what we're what we do, it just took a, a new approach. And did it like spawn any any new yeah any kind of like <laughs> new sounds or anything? Yeah, or? I mean, I think so. I mean, for the first two songs, for Sweat and Close Your Eyes, which we did that short film that accompanied it with, I think you listen to those songs and to me, Sweat sounds like. Uh, it, it sounds like reject still, but I feel like it's like a cartoon adrenalized version of, of what we do. And then uh, Close Your Eyes is kind of this departure, which I think more of the record's going to be feeling like stepping away from the, I don't know, if you have an expectation of what we sound like. Well, I know you said something about like how this is like a more serious step for you guys or something like that so something that, like that yeah what is, what the is the mature album yeah i don't i mean no i mean I feel not like that you guys have ever been immature ma- yeah i don't yeah. know um i think people know us by the songs that were popular so yeah it's not dirty little secret again if that's what you're asking <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I mean, one notable difference is just the way you've shared the songs, the fact that it's just two at a time. That just gives a lot of stuff for people to focus on, also with putting them out as a big video, too. Yeah, well, I feel like people, the attention span of the world has gotten so shrunk, shrunk, has gotten so shrinked, <laughs> has shrunken so much that we, um, we, we thought to test the waters with an offering instead of, because look, if we wanted to put out a whole record immediately, we would have been subjecting ourselves to 18 months of touring and then that's it. Whereas with these two songs, at least we get to test the waters. See if people still want to hear tunes from us and go back home after a few weeks of touring. Do people still want to hear tunes from us? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't really have my hand on the pulse. (laughs) Well, what has the reaction felt like in terms of, like, if you haven't really performed these too much? I don't really pay attention to, like, it's weird. It's hard for me because everybody's such a slave to the social media stuff, and I really try to stay away from paying attention to how it influences me you know what I mean so my mom called me and told me uh how my grandparents were confused and then my grandma called me and told me how much she thought I had great legs from the video yeah from the video (laughs) yeah yeah. she's like oh that's how you put out some new music your legs look great I was like, thanks, Mimi. I don't Mimi. care for the song, but your legs look oh, fantastic. Oh, no, they always no, love. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, I choose them as the gauge of whether or not it's accepted well. But <laughs> Well, at least your legs are looking good. That's right. <laughs> no, but I have friends who like openly tell me that they didn't like our band early on. And then I, after we released Sweat, they were like, dude, this is dope. This is a, this is probably one of your guys' best songs because I don't really like your songs. So <laughs> some honest I, friends. So yeah, I feel like I feel I feel like that's like a great gauge to like open somebody up to your music that probably doesn't want to or that that otherwise hasn't been interested. I don't feel like it's that big of a departure that it would like turn somebody's head that like seemingly hates your music before. You know what I mean? Maybe it felt like it wasn't for him until uh, there was a bitching guitar solo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I don't some know. great legs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the friend just did some growing up, came to a realization. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the way you palette things too. You know, the gives you hell video was was really accessible. You know, and I really enjoyed doing that that video. But with this short film, the way that it feels, the way that it is a big swing for us, and it's it's very it's not all winking, you know, winking and sticking its tongue through its cheek. It's a uh, it's you know we went for something, and sometimes when it's palated against something serious, and you're like, oh, because it's funny, like with Dirty Little Secret, when we did that video for with this uh, website called postsecret.com um the song was fun but then it put it up against this kind of screwed up dark premise and it kind of gave it a different edge i didn't expect that for that song so i think with sweat we put it up against this crazy glam rock like fantasy and i think that kind of helped palette it for people who might not have been turned on to our jams right so if you're not paying attention to how it's reacting, the songs are reacting with fans, like are you just not gonna use any of that in the creation of what you have coming next, or do you did you oh, already no. have all of God, that? Oh no, God no! Like- if I ever use other people, especially people that followed our band to inspire music for me, I think I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, to me, it's 
you know, making music is 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 the is the joy and then share choosing to share the music is like the other step uh, but the moment like you're having people like but that's what people do now right yeah like i somebody told me about how hardcore jared leto like is like on his snapchat and selling his shit right and i saw like a couple clips like help me help me with artwork for my record help me finish do you guys like these lyrics or some shit like Yo, that's like literally like standing over Picasso. Not that he is him, but like comparing it to an artist and being like, yeah, yo, you might want to throw some more pink shit in the background. Because I said so. And my opinion fucking matters. Do you think Jared's letting fans rewrite lyrics these days? I don't know. I have no idea what he's doing. I have no idea. That guy does anything he wants. I just think it's incredible how much access people let their fans have now. Mm-hmm. But that expectation, that that distance that used to be so beautiful and blocked off with a velvet rope where you never knew what Keith Richards' favorite pastimes were. That's the, that's the, that's what I miss the mystique of rock and roll or at least music in general. Like the, the, the mystique is gone now that we almost have so much access. Like right now I'm podcasting. Ta-da! Yeah, no, I mean, we, we put out these two songs right now. We're, we're working on finishing up the record. It'll probably be out sometime next year, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, right now, I think we're really all focused on supporting Sweat and doing it in this paired way. We're kind of going to just keep putting songs out in pairs. Interesting. 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 Is that Instagram and Instagram interesting? Instagram interesting. <laughs> so do you have an idea of when the next pairing might be? Um, probably around Christmas, yeah. It's oh, a good time for Christmas. nice little pairs. Yeah, <laughs> easy, pervert. Will it, <laughs> <laughs> will it be as, like, will the, the pair be as different as Sweat and Close Your Eyes? Oh, we could just run with this forever, can we? I think <laughs> the pair will be smoother. Um, I think it will definitely probably look nice in, you know, a, a sweater. Um... <laughs> No, the the next pair I think are going to be completely different from the first two songs. This record we've done each song with a different producer, so every song sounds completely different, and it's kind of silly, like in a in a way that I love it. Like the next song, there's a song we have called "Cinder to Heaven," and it literally sounds like, you know, it could have been on. Um, it's kind of a tribute to the Pixies. Yeah, in a way. you've been playing it live, and I was thinking that. Yeah, it's like totally Monkey gone to heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of got a bit of just like that chaos of yeah that some of that, some of that Pixies flair, which is you know a huge influence on just I don't know. And I was a also, lot of music I like. Yeah, and I was also gonna say with the way the Pixies released their last album, it's similar to what you're doing now with. Few songs on an EP, few songs on an EP, few songs on an EP, and then and give then fans the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no rules anymore. It seems like with the way people release music, so it's like, why not just try to make up your own? Well, and that kind of goes along with the fact that the songs are all so different. Like you were saying, it's kind of it'll work in the favor, hopefully, as long as we keep vi- adding visuals to it. Like that's what I kind of made a statement on my label the other day. I was like, there's no point in releasing music if it doesn't have a video for me. Like, because I feel like that's what this record's about. It's about a visual narrative that might not go anywhere, but I like 
so far the story we've told. I don't know if it's going to continue, but I just like the cinematic experience to to releasing music visually. Are those kind of coming organically, like the ideas for how you want to visually represent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I met this guy, Jamie Thraves, uh, who is the director for the short film for Sweat, and he did my favorite Radiohead music video for uh, Just, and then he did that Coldplay um, scientist video, the one that's all in reverse. It's like This guy's like a really big, high-concept um, director, and we just fell in love with each other over correspondence on email, and yeah, I knew he was the right guy to do this because he wanted to challenge the archetype of a music video. I'm just tired of doing miming. Um, I, I I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing a band mime the music. Like you're like you're not really playing that, right? Like that's why I told like I was like, hey, if we're gonna do a music video where we're playing, we should just be playing for real. Because I'm tired of doing the oh here's a narrative about a boy and a girl. And then we pivot around the greatest performance ever captured. That's how these That's treatments read. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, it's like, we've been doing music videos for 30 years. I think we need to kind of keep mixing it up. So that's why uh, that's why we did this film the way we did it. So he's going to stick with you for all of them? I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I've Which been is... talking to him and it's just more about, yeah. It's think... interesting when you have different producers on every song, but the same guy doing the visuals. Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't know if it's going to work that way, but I, I mean, in my mind, I would really love for it too. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And the concept just started because he was like, you look good in a dress, right? Yeah, no, he's like... I, Your he, legs, no, those damn legs. He literally saw my face and he's like, oh, Tyson, we're getting ready to put out a documentary and he's he's got a line in it where he's like... I saw. I looked up Tyson to see what he was looking like, you know, and I, I noticed he had these really high cheekbones, and so I thought, well, maybe he should play a woman, and that was as simple as the idea was thought up for him. But then after that, you know, when we were doing the narrative for it, like these, the people that I played in the video, like we we spent way too much time corresponding about what their lives were like and trying to give them as much of a soul as we could. So give a little synopsis of that one. Remind me the name of the the character in the film. Uh, there's Robert, and he is sort of playing this fantasy woman named Betsy right. in the in the first video for Sweat. So you got Betsy and Robert. And remind you what? Yeah. So so it's Betsy in the beginning of the video mm-hmm. going through the city. So if you were drawing up this this sketch of what her character is for that, 
what what would that be? I mean, she was all the confident. Well, Robert, first off, you kind of have to understand where she comes from. She's like born from this fantasy of this man named Robert who has no identity but you know in the in the film you kind of you think he might have some sort of privileged life which I, I think that's that's true but um ultimately because he's running away from himself into this Betsy character Betsy is his freedom his confidence she's fearlessness she's to research the role is pr- like I would I just spent hours in high heels naked because a buddy of mine did a played King Lear and he said he said every night he would just stand in front of a uh, all mirrored room that was at that was in back the backstage where his production was and he would spend two hours completely naked just to get this deifying presence you know like this God, he would make himself a god by doing that. Like, and so I was like, you know what? I think Betsy. First off, I think she's that confident that you know she has to be, comf- like, clothes are just the mechanism. And I don't. So I would wake up every morning, put on my heels, make oatmeal, just naked, and just walk around, in high heels and gesticulating and trying to find mannerisms and stuff. So yeah, Betsy's the freedom that Robert won't give himself. He's masochistic in that way, the same way that. At the end of the film, um, there's a moment where the music stops and he pulls out a big bag of money and and pays everybody at the house for being there as, you know, this protective veneer that he makes sure is set up. I don't know if we, in the, the idea was whether or not he did this every day or he did this once a month. It's, um, it's this mechanism that he has in place to where he can go live out his fantasy. Yeah, the Betsy character seems a lot more fun to get She's into. She's so fun. Yeah, Betsy. Yeah, Robert's, <laughs> Robert's a drag, man. <laughs> Poor Robert. But yeah, Betsy's uh, Betsy's fun. But I think that's about that's all of us, though, right? Like, I think whether it has a name like Betsy or whether it's just you on a Friday night, I think we're all terribly boring, and I think we're all terribly sad, and. I think it's those moments where we are free and fearless that we actually are the people we want to be. So, does that too much? That no. was too heady. Nah, free and fearless, perfect for a podcast. Brings out that side in everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm sure whoever right now is uh, pressing their linens or or making a nice red sauce with their headphones on, <laughs> skipping around the kitchen, whistling. Naked. Naked. Yeah, 100%. That's right, in high yeah. heels. <laughs> in high heels. Is that what you were doing? Making red sauce? Oatmeal That's and right. red sauce? Yeah. Making some... No, I'd be like, you know, making oatmeal. <laughs> I have my oatmeal. Keep it heart healthy. <laughs> well, do you feel like where you guys are at with this visual representation of your songs mm-hmm. and just like the songs you're making, you're the most, I don't know, authentic to who you want All are American Rejects to be? Or like, no, yeah, no, no. Right. Like, just like... No, no, huge, no, that's a, a fun question. Fan, no, like, it's a fun question, dude. I started doing this when I was seventeen. Right? Do you so feel like it's like, like the what people you that wanted it to helped be, me into a label or like got me into a label? The, the guy that signed me, he was pretty much my dad. Right. You know, I was a baby, left Oklahoma. So yeah, I mean, so imagine that influence on the decisions that a young man would be making in his early days of a musical career. Like, you know, I think "Swing Swing" was a great music video, but I. And, and and our visuals for those for that campaign was cool 
But move along, I think there, there were moments where I thought we were influenced by other people telling us not what to do, but just guiding our hands. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 33, and this is the first time where I feel like I've had control of the visuals from the very beginning, and maybe complete control as opposed to like that perfect blend that might have made everything way more commercially accessible visually back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I'm, but I don't give a fuck because I, the only because honestly, we we waited so long because we didn't know if we were gonna do it again. Like we're like, man, preserve the legacy. I'm happy where we left it. It's been a damn good run. And then when we had a couple tunes and people were like compelled to say, hey, maybe you should put these out. That was like inspiring for us to go, okay, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it from a place of today's day one, as opposed to, well, how do we, let's make the label happy. Yeah. There, where I always felt like we were beholden to them because they're the label, right? Nobody gets signed by a label, but it's like, fuck that. Right. Like, I've kept the lights on at Interscope Records for a decade. I think I get to do what I want to now. And you're 33 versus Th- Yeah, 17. it's because I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you won't let me do it. That wasn't me saying look, you're old. You I'm just saying. Shit? No way. You're not 17 anymore is That's what I'm right. saying. I'm you're older saying. than the A&R is there now. <laughs> you boss them around. I mean, Give that baby shit to Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Just go have them do it. Jared Leto will do it. He's on the label. He'll have you write his songs. <laughs> on Snapchat only. <laughs> oh. Yo, thinking about way back, would you be down to talk some like Oklahoma high school days? I want to hear about it. Oklahoma high school? Well, that's kind of a general question. Do you have anything specific? Yeah, well, this is guiding into the question. Oh, nice. Yes, so let's go back to Oklahoma. Yeah, what, let's go back to yesterday. What was your high school like and what was your crowd like within that high school? I was, um, well, first off, the high school was Stillwater, Oklahoma, 400 people in, 300 people in every grade, three grades for, you know, freshman through senior in, uh, or sorry, sophomore through senior for the high school area. Um, So, yeah, there was like 900 kids in a school. um, And here I was in that madness, a 215-pound kid that, all the girls thought were really charming. Like I was just like the nice fat kid. And it was great. It was honestly being a chubby kid in high school was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life. Cause not only like, I don't know for those people out there who have been, been the, uh, the plus size guy or gal, like once you get that, once you beat that, like or, for me, my metabolism sped up and I started running like track every day. But beating that like made me such a like I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, I can totally see you being a fat kid back in the day, Ty, because you're nice. (laughs) No, seriously, like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know. It humbled me. I don't know. I'm so grateful that I, you know, wasn't. I guess I'm kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum now. Everybody's like, what's up, Slim? Great cheekbones. What's up, Twist? You have great legs. So now I'm just I'm gonna a push scrawny on those bastard. Legs. You told me yeah. that your grandma's into I don't get to live in the, any borderline. I, like it's either it's either A or Z as far as like my health is concerned. It's like I'm either like man, you should go run, or man, you should stop running. <laughs> if but I you're was still a nice dude. So but hey, what a matter. nice guy, Slim. Slim. <laughs> when you're at the next fashion week party, you just gotta like stop and think, man, I'm probably the only former fat kid here. Uh, yeah, dude. 
<laughs> it's a sweet club to be in, man. I've, I, you have no idea. Anytime you run across somebody that comes from that, like we both kind of have this gleam in our eye. It's like, yeah, dude, you know. It's like, yeah, I know, man. And that's why I'm happy. Have that's you right. had fans kind of approach you about that? No, I've, I've had a couple. Yeah, no, I did like an article for, I think I did something for like Teen Vogue back in like 2005 about how like I used to be that. And yeah, it was cool. It's like, I think it's cool to and at least make people like see, oh yeah, guess what? Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can get myself healthy. <laughs> yeah, music-wise in high school, what was what was big? Like, was pop punk a thing? Were there lots of bands? No, no, no bands. I was the only kid who played at a bar at, you know, 15. But I would always hang up flyers in the hallway to piss people off. Like, hey, guess what you can't go to? <laughs> Me playing at a bar Thursday night till 2 a.m. Um, but yeah, no, it was... The scene was nothing. Uh, the only thing you could do was get drunk at a field party or have sex. And good luck having sex. <laughs> Young Fat Tyson. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was uh, the only thing we could do was write music. Were you telling people, them. I'm going to be a rock star someday? I didn't know. No, I, no, I was just a funny kid. Like, I was the like, class clown, like, all that crap. Yeah, um, were, did you so get yeah, that ever, as, like, a superlative uh, when you're, like, you were a senior? You were, like, the class clown, you know, in the yearbook? When oh, were, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was that. I would all, yeah, I would get that. And or, someone else was I got most talented, rock too. Star. So it was nice. I got a oh, twofer. there you go. Yeah, because there was probably nobody else that they wanted. <laughs> They're like, hey, he's here taking a picture. Let's just have him do this. Class clown and most talented. That's like most talented class clown. That's I mean that's, that's a like com- saying, compliment wow, for sure. Shoe salesman in the making. <laughs> but look where you came. You know you're not a shoe salesman, but you, you are like performing about, for a boots like, company. So you look about full like circle. a seven. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I think I could fit you for a nice wedge, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes back to the I high heels. I actually do and have a shoe meal. shop. Yeah, yeah, I'm like by the way, go to Tyson Shoes. Stillwater, Oklahoma, or East Main. What else, guys? Do you still go back there? How like, how often do you go back to Oklahoma? I go back maybe twice a year. It's um, it's very emotional. It's just overwhelming. Like you see everybody from high school, and you see your family, which my family is like a Dust Bowl family from Oklahoma. So we have like three pages of the phone book. So like. And we're all like super, everybody in my family, we're lower middle class. So it's very like, we're very scroungy. Like we're a, we're a ragtag bunch. It's like ding dong. Everybody <laughs> sounds like that. Like, Did you have an accent like that? Yeah, before? I think I did. Every time I talk to my mom, it comes back out. Like mm. I'll be like, hey, mama. And once I say mama, it's just like, yeah, but, but, but mama. Except, except discernible like real words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> How did you lose that accent? Uh, coming to New York City, probably. No, Shakes just, it right just out touring. Of you. Touring touring does people. And I think, you know, it was kind of a, you know, when somebody noticed you had a draw, they'd be like, oh my God, listen to you. You're so country. And you'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm going to double down on my articulation. <laughs> but You're yeah, such everybody a has a couple nice beers. Boy. 
Every time we have a couple couple oh, beers, comes it comes out, out. It comes <laughs> out with alcohol. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does, does your Minnesota? Does your soda come out? I think it oh, comes yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. wicked. Yeah, it's wicked. That's that's Boston. Whatever, I'm wicked. putting it all together. It's the same bag. <laughs> the boat. That's that's the the Minnesota. Oh, accent. boat. Boat and a big. And pop. You, you want to pop? pop? Get you, some you pop. pop. Why don't you get some pop down there and get some curds? Or some tapioca. He's fine, honey. He's fine. He's in the he's in the, the 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 basement there with the curds and the pop. Yep, Fargo is a true true telling of of the accent that comes straight out of Minnesota. That's great. <laughs> well, speaking of touring, with this with you Were doing we talking this like about touring, well, touring you, you said, accent. You said oh, okay. yeah, you got rid of touring. Okay, awesome, awesome. That's go. like reaching back thirty seconds there ago, go. but I'll give yeah. it to you. Well, gonna... Speaking of words. <laughs> you know how to take it some way. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Are you gonna do like more visual kind of stuff touring? I've seen you like several times. I haven't seen you recently. But... Oh yeah, we have this incredible laser that um, like... does some really crazy imagery. It's not just like a green laser that goes. Oh, look, I was laser. imagining like a laser like pointing at people and stuff. But totally. No, yeah. We have this guy <laughs> who has this green laser pointer. And he like stands up above the drum set every night and he'll single out people in the crowd. And it's great. It's so trippy. It's like a dubstep concert. With one laser. Except like just that you get to be at (laughs) by yourself in an office building. Yeah, no. um, Yeah, no. If you come to Reject Show, it's I think we're I think we're playing the best shows we ever have. Okay. When we were young, I'd have half a bottle of wine in my stomach, probably a joint. Like I was not the I would I'd be honest like when we when, if you saw us early days we the show was like the last thing we cared about okay we just had fun man we were young and like full of everything and so now I think yeah we're I think if you come see us now it's actually worth it because you're like oh wow this is like how I hoped it would hear would sound and look when I was younger even though it was all just whether or not Tyson had drank too much wine that night what made you care more about the show um. I know. I think we've always cared to do it. It's just more like this. Uh, this is all we have to do now. Like we're not philandering. We're not. We're not. We're not the little. You know. We're not looking forward to getting off the stage and for the after party. It's like after I get off the stage now, I think about how to improve what we did that night, and then I'll go to sleep. It's that's very cool. domestic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're a married man now. Maybe that's what changed it. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think it's just being older, man. Touring's harder. 33, so old, man. 33. Well, how old are you? I'm 25. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Eight years ago. <laughs> You've been drinking the wine. <laughs> oh, I would have been talking about how last night was this morning. And like, yeah. I'm the one with the half a bottle of wine coming to your show now, not you. You sound... Yeah. I was going to say your teeth are a little bit red right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you might want to hide that in the morning. It's not a really sharp look. No, I'm just kidding. It's a podcast joke. See, because you can't see that her teeth aren't red. She has great teeth. <laughs> she has great dental hygiene. No, I think uh, the new songs are going to keep coming. I don't know what we're doing. This is the honest truth. I think we're going to put out a record next year early. I think, or I might put out a record myself. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm trying to, trying to figure out like if I want to do my own thing, because. You know, you keep growing, and I kind of want to keep like going for some weird shit. Okay. And I feel like if I take any more of the weirdness into the rejects, 
it's gonna like fuck up the legacy. Like the fans are gonna be like, yo, you don't get to do this to my band. And I'll be like, fine, I'll just do it to myself. I'll go in the bathroom and I'll just get weird. And use a wisp. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, I'll clean it up. I'll keep that breath fresh as long as the jams are funky. <laughs> But well, seriously, that's cool to hear that you're just like very open about not knowing where things are headed. But it seems yeah. like you're. I just don't want to like look. I know we're not going down a road that's like this. Like uh, let's check the boxes. Let's make sure we hit up all this uh, stuff that you have to do when you're a new artist. It's like no, nah, man. We're kind of we've been do. This isn't our first barbecue, and uh, you know it's just about whether or not we want to keep meat on the coals Good to continue metaphor. the barbecue analogy. Okay. Sure. It kind of goes well, on the on the metal on top of the yeah. coals, but right, but meat <laughs> on top of the metal on top of the coals. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that there was a point where you didn't know if you ever wanted to come back to the rejects, and then there was this these you had these songs that people were like, "Hey, maybe you should do something with them." Yeah. So where what was that in between period that was like you didn't know if you wanted to, but you were still making music? Or? It was just because we all moved away from each other, and I, I was like being practical, going, "Oh." Well, if we don't, if we can't, if we're not going to be in any sort of geographical, you know, if we're not going to ever agree to come together, like, and do this shit, then I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, and luckily, that conversation kind of jolted us all to get back together and do a couple tunes. So, okay. yeah, it was like. Okay, cool. This is still happening. It was like the realization that it could be done, done. Yeah, and, like, no, and I think that yeah, that made us a little. Yeah, there's a little bit of like a melancholic breath of like not yet. Yeah. But yeah, maybe after this record, which it's funny, this is our last record on Interscope Records, so I don't know. This this might be the last offering. No. Uh, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, if and I think that's why we put out Sweat the way we did. Kind of just want to see who's there for it. So that's what this is for this podcast I'm going to see how many people are listening and decide whether or not I care to exist <laughs> this is a very important podcast yeah right like whoa There's whoa 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 on the line whoa, we put some heat on that oh I love oh I love pressure. directly shaming guilting my listeners all, all for it Do all you? for it look at yourself look what you did look to Tyson at yourself Ritter. listener <laughs> you pathetic no I'm just can you imagine uh, anyway, so yeah. sorry yeah. about that, James in Connecticut. <laughs> you're beautiful. We think you're great. James in Connecticut is it James Blunt? You're beautiful. Oh there my you go. God! It's true. You're calling out to him. Mm. Well, what a guy. <laughs> he was in the army. He killed people. Are we Didn't he? About James? Yeah, James Blunt. Yeah, yeah, James Blunt definitely you has killed people. Yeah. Oh, that's... think about that next time you hear yeah. you're beautiful. Well, I don't know if he killed people. I just know he was. No, nope, definitely told me. <laughs> you gotta kill someone to get in the army. That's just how it works. I go. I whispered to him one time when we were in his native land, and I was like, "You totally killed people, right?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, like five. Like five. And then he was like, "Anyway, you're beautiful." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it doesn't matter." Everything he does, he gets that away with it because of that song. <laughs> he's still out there. He's like Jack the Ripper. He's still out there killing people. But he wrote that song, so the police are like, are you killing that man? Yes, but I'm James Blunt. Ah, oh, damn it, you're beautiful. Right. All right, carry on. <laughs> uh, so maybe, I feel like we've talked about stuff that we were supposed to during this thing, which I'm really like impressed, because honestly, if I think about it, I can't think about what we've discussed. 
Wisps is the only thing coming to my mind. Wisps yeah, in your legs. Wow. Talk, talk about, about a takeaway. <laughs> I just 45 minute talk podcast. About high Tyson, something, something about wisps. That's all I've got from that. My brain feels like it shrank. No, but from a fan's perspective, I think this is putting them on the, net, the edge of their seats, wondering what's coming next. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. More music. We definitely have more recorded, so we're going to just keep doing that. Cool. <laughs> is there anything else you want to throw out there? Um. A lot of Earth is flat people out there. I just want to throw that out there and let you know that there are still people growing in numbers. I think the world's flat. Well, if the Earth was flat when the meteor hit the dinosaurs, it would have sent the dinosaurs like like a catapult. It would have sent them flying into space. Yeah, but everybody knows dinosaurs are just bones put here by the devil. So, obviously, you don't have enough fear of God in your heart. I thought it was scientists who made up dinosaurs, but I'll take the devil, too. Science is the devil <laughs> in general, and the world is flat. You mentioned how dinosaurs are sitting next to us because no one can see us. In That's the right. But guess what? They, they weren't there at all because they, they never there. existed because I was lying the whole time. <laughs> Full circle. I'm leaving. I'm tired of being in this not library <laughs> with you guys. If, By the way, people who don't know, you think we're probably in like you know, a virgin airline sort of lighting where everything's like accented with cool neons and shit. And like, there's somebody like with a pencil and paper and through a wall of glass going, yes, that was great. No, that was bad. We got five seconds left. None of that's happening in here. We're sitting in the doldrums of the catacombs of a building on Madison Avenue amongst nothing but dusty, ancient volumes of billboard which by the way it used to just be something that calculated how many circuses were in the united states by he's the way. not really wrong 18 i'm looking at the billboard volume here 1857 let's open it up page turning sound oh my look look at this before barnum and bailey there was this guy named bar barjum and and haley and look, they had a failing circus, and they 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 did they didn't have a number one hit with the tiger. Is that what they calculated back then? Like, what the hell? Would, have you looked at these volumes? You can look at one. Anyway, kids who are listening, <laughs> Billboard used to be something called pages of paper that were printed text, and now it's dissolved into a podcast with three people in a basement. Hell yeah, that's how in I like basement. it. This is all that's left of the <laughs> Billboard. And your house is burning down, so we really have nothing left. That's right. Well, I'm good. Taylor, you do you touch on all the things you want to touch on? You get in, get out all the so. secrets. What was about in this water? Album? I'm feeling lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? That was like not a like I don't like imagine in the headphones it sounds. Mm. I'm just gonna lay down <laughs> next to this dead body. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Good night. Boom. <laughs> Yo, that is the show. I had a blast. But a few more things to tell you guys before you guys leave. Exciting stuff coming up with uh, future episodes of Alternative Facts. We are, after all, a weekly podcast on Billboard. You should subscribe to us. Get it automatically every single Thursday afternoon. You can do that by going to uh, iTunes and searching for hashtag Alternative Facts, all one word. 
or searching for the same thing on the podcast app of your phone. Get it automatically every week. Drop us a line. Give us a star rating. It helps a lot. Judge the show. Tell us in the comments what you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. You probably hear that all the time if you listen to a lot of podcasts, but it really helps. So, um, yeah, let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate it. Up next, uh, have an episode with the movie life that I'm really excited about. And uh, after that, a Warriors, another another uh, good, exciting punk release coming up this fall. Warriors on the show coming up. And then there's a bunch more that haven't actually happened yet, that haven't been recorded, they haven't taken place yet. So I don't really want to say them straight up what they are, but... There is a few really exciting things coming for this show for future episodes in October and September beyond that. So subscribe, get them every week automatically. I'm excited. Follow me on Twitter at CPain on a plane is my handle. I always just riff on there about what I'm into, what I'm listening to, shows I'm going to. I'll be at Riot Fest this weekend in Chicago. I'll be talking about that. So it's C-H-R-I-S-P-A-Y-N-E. You can just search me in Twitter. That's the first name for Chris Payne that comes up. See Payne on a plane. Follow me. I'm always talking about what's coming up on the show. And that's it. That's all I have for you guys. Hope you enjoyed Tyson. We'll catch you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.